0: And this is the ultimate weapon as an entrepreneur. You can either take that and use that as personal time if you're more lifestyle oriented, or you can do that to build speed in your business. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds.
1: Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well being, energy, and resilience.
2: My name is Ellie Dodds, and I am co-presenter, and today Joe's interviewing Dave Ruel. Dave is a former competitive physique athlete turned serial entrepreneur, author, speaker, and leadership mentor. After fanning and growing multi-million dollar online companies in the field of health, fitness, and sports nutrition for nearly a decade, Dave saw the dark side of entrepreneurship gradually rob him of his freedom, leaving him burned out and unfulfilled. Refusing to conform to a broken business culture that promotes workaholism and non-stop hustle, Dave created a sustainable structure and system for his life and business to reclaim his freedom without sacrificing the growth of his companies. Fueled by his passion for entrepreneurship and human performance, he launched Ethic, an innovative leadership development company that helps busy entrepreneurs maximize their impact and freedom. Following his efficiency-first philosophy to entrepreneurial productivity and performance, Dave developed a powerful methodology that he sums up in the best-selling book, Done by Noon, How to Achieve More by Noon than Other Entrepreneurs in a Full Day. EFIC's systems, frameworks and tools, including the EFIC Planner, are now used by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the world. EFIC has also built a fast-growing network of EFIC-certified partners who teach the methodology on three continents in countries including Australia, the United Kingdom, Norway, Canada and the USA. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Dave Ruel, founder of
1: Ethic and author of the Done by Noon book. Welcome, Dave. Thanks for joining me.
0: Joe, great to talk to you. Amazing.
1: Lovely. So start by telling us a bit about who you are, what you do and crucially, where you do it.
0: Yeah, so uh Dave Rawl, I'm French Canadian, so the accent, this is where it's coming from. <laughs> like, Dave, where's your accent from? It's like, well, that's my French Canadian accent. Where I live, we speak mostly uh mostly French, but uh it's a bilingual area of, of Canada. So we do yeah. speak both languages. Um yeah, so pretty much I've been I'm a I'm a dad, I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been uh, building online businesses for 14 years now, Uh, created multi seven figure once sold my last one in 2016 before founding ethic. So ethic really helps entrepreneurs uh, work more efficiently, be more productive and performant uh, sustainably. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do that because, you know, I feel like the entrepreneurs of the world are the entrepreneurs are the creative artists there are the practical artists of the world and we hold in my opinion a lot of the the keys to people's problems Mm -hmm. and the best way to do that for entrepreneurs is to be able to do it or to produce their best work and that's what we're trying to do with with Mm ethic
1: so where did this all come from You've, you've talked about having had sort of more than one business and now you're helping other um I was going to say other business owners, but it really is entrepreneurs. You've already said some of the characteristics you see of of an entrepreneur. And I've um, started to read your book. And and you spend a bit of time in the book talking about your definition of an entrepreneur and and how it's, you know, I I should say we maybe (laughs) or you. (laughs) They are a a, a breed of their own. (laughs) Yeah. so you've started to touch on that, um, but I think your story is probably part of the explanation of who you see as an entrepreneur. So tell us a bit about how it all came about.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's so for me, the the, the I mean, my path to entrepreneurship really, I think, I, I always felt different. You know, I always felt like I wasn't fit for the. Um, you know, regular world or regular nine to five, or even academically, I was, it was a disaster, Joe, it was, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that, you know, like my best chances of success was to actually build my own business, but I never really knew how to you know, go about that. Or what should I do until, uh, that day in t- 2007. So I was, um, I used to be a competitive, uh, bodybuilder. So I was an amateur bodybuilder for for many years. And um, in 2007, I was traveling to St. John's, Newfoundland, on the East Coast here. And um, I knew that. So I knew the guy named Lee Hayward from the local circuit. And Lee had asked me, like because I was traveling to his hometown, St. John's, where he lives, He's like you know what you're traveling there. Um, you can stay on my place if you want. We'll hang out. I'm competing that weekend, and uh, yeah, we'll get to know each other. And we've known each other virtually, but I didn't really knew what he was doing, you know, mm-hmm. for a living. And so when I get there, he just told me that he was making you know multiple six figures a year from his bodybuilding blog. I was like, what? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you're actually making a full time living online. And it was 2007, so the on- an online business was not like. Common, you know, it was more an anomaly. It was like, okay, well, how do you do that? Because for me, it was like the only way to make money with you know fitness was training and you know coaching, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was yeah. So uh, it was a totally new window or door that opened in front of me, and from there, I kind of traded my. You know passion for fitness for an obsession for business and uh mm-hmm. i i learned everything i had to had to you know to, to do what it was doing so building an online business learn about direct response marketing about you know um, building info products things like that email marketing affiliation and I launched my, my first website and 20, 2009, I, I moved on full-time. So I moved on full-time to, uh, in the fitness space, we had cookbooks for fitness. So bodybuilding, uh, muscle building, fat loss, etc. cetera. And uh, I was able to make a full-time living out of it. Uh, one thing led to another, I started publishing other, author, other coaches who had uh, different audiences. So for example, like YouTube was becoming uh, more and more popular at the time. So there were people who had big YouTube followings, a lot of subscribers that didn't know how to re-monetize this, uh, their audience. So that's what I kind of transitioned to like, because I did that for myself and I, I did that for others. Um, and from there in 2014, I had the opportunity to buy into a company called Bio Optimizers and um, yeah, to pretty much uh, turn it around, which we did. And uh, I sold my share after two years. So the thing is that, you know, during that time as developing myself as an as an entrepreneur or becoming an entrepreneur, um, because that's the thing, like I feel like nowadays, everybody calls themselves entrepreneurs before they actually accomplished anything, yeah, you yeah. know, for me, it was like, you know, I, I never called myself that. It was like, oh, well, I have an online business. That's what I do, right? And then I realized that, okay, well, being an entrepreneur is actually like, you know, you have to become that. Like, You have to learn how to to be an entrepreneur, how to act like an entrepreneur, how to evolve like an entrepreneur. It's like, you know, in, in fitness, you need to, if you want to become a bodybuilder, for example, well, there's certain things that you need to do with your nutrition, with your training, your supplementation. And it was the same thing that I had to learn kind of all over again, With entrepreneurship you know like harnessing our superpowers in some ways because you know with the thing with entrepreneurs we're a little bit crazy you know we all has have these overactive brains (laughs) between our two ears that you know are great assets but also can be a big liability you know if we don't know how to harness that properly so i you know develop systems over time uh to You know, evolve as an entrepreneur. And when I sold my last company in 2016, um, I had the opportunity to start coaching entrepreneurs. So they pretty much wanted to do the same thing that I was doing, you know, building online business and, you know, uh, working remotely, things like that. But what I realized is that all the entrepreneurs, 100% of them, need that structure. They need the tools, they need the systems in order to um, evolve as entrepreneurs. So I started sharing mine with them and I realized that. Whoa, they, they really work not just for me, they work really for others, and the, the, the results were absolutely fantastic. And, um, and yeah, so from there, you know, Epic was born where the tools we standardized the tools and we started teaching them and, uh, started getting some momentum. And, and the Epic became, you know, an international mm. leadership development company for entrepreneurs. Mm.
1: Mm. And as you say, you know, the, the thing with entrepreneurs generally is that whole sort of bright shiny object distraction thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is is uh you know something that happens a lot uh, but also the the whole piece about working too hard getting overwhelmed trying to do everything um thinking that you have to work sort of 24 7 to to be successful and I think you know the sort of thing that you're teaching and and the sort of um topics that I cover are, are, are quite similar in that they are they are about productivity and doing things with ease and not you know working ridiculously to get the best effect and all that sort of thing I don't think that's what coaches of entrepreneurs and small business owners are always teaching that, because people get quite um sort of process driven or specific about marketing or, or whatever else what what made you really focus in on the the sort of product productivity piece of, of the leadership,
0: you know, because I, exactly like I saw where, uh, the problems with, first of all, the entrepreneurial culture, you know, mm-hmm. it's a culture mm-hmm. of more, it's a culture of excess. It's a culture of yeah. nonstop hustle, you know, and it's culture where, you know, they, that open, opens, openly makes you feel that if you're not active all the time, you are, you're, you're not playing the game. You know, you're not a real entrepreneur if you're not hustling 24 seven, and yeah. that's the kind of narrative that is being fed to entrepreneurs. I was like, this is wrong. This is not how it. This is not what it is. And you can try it for yourself. You can try. You can try to be as active as you want. You can operate from the perspective of more and trying to cross off as many things as you want, uh, as you can from your to do list. That doesn't mean you're going to be productive or worse. You, that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, I think the the big problem is that. We end up we, we get caught in the game, we mm. do too much, and eventually we, we drift from so we drift from our, our superpowers. We, dr- we drift from what we should be doing or even what made us great in the first place. And second, we drift from the initial intent, the initial vision of what we want out of mm. our business. And you know the commonality studying entrepreneurs is that they all want the same thing. And that thing is freedom, and we're talking. There's three three freedoms really, like within the big freedom umbrella. One freedom of time. You know, you usually start a business because you want to have, you want to do things when you want. That's a big, big driver. There's uh, the financial freedom. You know, obviously you want to make good money doing that. You want to make a living, a good living out of your business. But the third one, and it, which is, in my opinion, the the most important, is creative freedom. You want to do what? you want. And as business grows, um, the problem is that you're going to stop gradually stop doing what you want because the business is going to dictate, you know, what you're going to be doing because you if you're not equipped with the right systems or the right structure, the the problem is that you will be reacting to what's coming to you. And this mm-hmm. is when the chaos starts, you know, building in. And mm-hmm. um and that's a big problem. And also and and, and the thing is that because you're fed you know, the the, the the BS that you know you need to work all the time and do all that and be active. Well, guess what? Like the more you feed it, <laughs> the more reactive you are and the less effective, you know, you become.
1: Yes, yeah. And there is a lot of sort of pressure to to conform to those sort of stories, isn't there? I was just reflecting as you said that, 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 you know, people talk about lifestyle businesses and, and that's a derogatory term generally, rather than a description of people who've decided what they want to do and what they don't want to do and what they want their Mm. life and their business to look like. And then they're sort of acting accordingly, you know, it needn't (laughs) be a criticism. Um, But, you know, one of the ones I often talk about on here is, is the whole thing about um, early birds and and night owls you know I'm a a real night owl but the narrative is very often that you know you've got to get up and do everything by six (laughs) o'clock and you'll be really successful and you know the rest of you are just lazy sort of thing and and you know that again is isn't true it's just quite an easy story to tell and I guess because I'm the opposite I have to find (laughs) all the evidence (laughs) to say that that's fine too um but it's interesting isn't it that there's so many um, stories that are told, and then and then people buy into them, and then it becomes supposedly the truth, and it's not the truth. It's just a perspective.
0: There's, there's only this perspective, and there's no truth. There's only your truth, yeah. and you know that's the thing with done by noon. You know, obviously people are attracted by the name of the book because it's like it, done by noon. So there's that element of. Oh, no, it's not possible. Or that's that element that's really going to appeal to time freedom, which is one of the main drivers, entrepreneurial main drivers. But when you read the book, you know, the main question that I ask when it comes, you know, we we cover, you know, a a lot more ground before we're just, we're not just, it's not a tactical book. Uh, We have tactics, obviously, but it's not just a tactical book that's going to tell you, or do this and do that, and you're going to be done by noon. The real question that we ask when it comes to organizing your time is that, what if I would? tell you you would need to be done by noon every day? How would you organize your day? Mm. So, you know, if you tell me like, Oh, I'm going to start working at 2am. Well, guess what? I think there's going to be, there's something broken in, in the way you work. You know, I don't think it's a matter of waking up earlier. It's a matter of understanding what you need to work on, understanding what to prioritize and understanding that based on your context, here's how you can plan you know, these different tasks, how you can organize these different tasks in your schedule, how you can optimize certain processes or certain routines in your business. That's going to allow you to, um, yeah. to really like have, um, a schedule that works for you, yes. you know, because we all, we have 24 hours a day and mm-hmm. whether you're a night owl or you are like, 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 It doesn't really matter. It's Mm -hmm. how you organize your time that matters. And also organize your time based on what you want and how you want to live your entrepreneurial life. You know, I I I like what you said. You know, I feel like, you know, the word life and I don't really like the word because I feel like now there's a label attached to it, like lifestyle entrepreneur. And the problem is that it labels entrepreneurs as like lazy, does don't want to work, you know, or or, you know, the four-hour work week, for example. And you know, for those who have all read for our work week, it's not about working four hours a week. No. It's about building better processes and systems in your business. Exactly what we talked in done by noon. Yeah, uh, yeah, Different ones, obviously, but it's the yeah. same premise. You know, it's just, appeal- but the truth is, if you're appealed by the words done by noon, that means there's something missing in what you have right now.
1: Mm. I love the fact that you talked about context. And, and one of the things that you um talk about in the book which again completely sort of um agrees with the, is what what i talk about is is um not liking the work-life balance term and i've always said <laughs> i don't like it um because of a bit of what what we're saying i, I call it work like work-life integration you mm-hmm. described it as something slightly different i can't remember your phrase for it
0: work-life harmony that's what we that
1: call was it. it that was it yeah so tell us more about your thoughts on that
0: but that's exactly like we're like your work-life integration, I guess, you know, I feel like there's no clear, you know, work and life are not forces that compete against each other, not as an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, you know, you will bring your life in your business and you will bring your business into your life. That's inevitable. You know, Mm -hmm. the key here, like you have to look at it like the yin and the yang, like some kind of a dance where, you know, sometimes the business is going to lead. Some other times your life is going to lead. And there's always going to be a little piece of business in your life and that little piece of life in your business. But it's like how well overall on the grand scheme of things, how well these two dance together. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that, you know, because you're taking from your life that and you put in your business that, you know, there's something missing or that there's something that is, you know, that needs to be accounted for. And I think it's a matter of perspective. But when you look at it that way, you don't understand it. You're comfortable with the fact that it's just one big thing. And it's how well you can dance with it or integrate your business with your life and your life with your business, you know, that, that you, I think you find real fulfillment as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. because again, like entrepreneurs, are, we're not just there to trade time for money. That's not why you become an entrepreneur. It's not it's not that, right? So that's why you have to you know, yes, you can work, talk work-life balance when someone's an employee and they don't decide on these things. But an entrepreneur decides, have the power to decide on how they want to spend their time, their energy and their attention, right? So it's yeah. very very important to integrate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, I coach a couple of people in Australia, and um, one of them, I well, both of them, I speak to at 10 o'clock at night, which mm-hmm. some people would absolutely balk at, you know, how could I possibly do that? Um, and others would say, well, you have to because of the time difference, so that must be why. And actually, the reality is I'm really quite on my game at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, those two things come together, They're, you know, the, the time Zone difference, and the fact that you know everyone else is probably in bed in the house by then. <laughs> it's nice and quiet, and uh, and and I'm actually you know wide awake, ready to help somebody, and and yet sometimes I don't sort of admit to that. Albeit I've just said it on the podcast.
0: <laughs> um, but but, that, no, but you know what? It's all it's all part of the self awareness process, yes, you know, and that's yes. what's great. And we talk a lot about in, in the book about self leadership, and mm. and self awareness is one one piece of yeah. that. But you understand, you understand your prototype, you understand, Mm -hmm. you know, like how you operate. And that's so, so important as an entrepreneur, like, Mm -hmm. because you work like that, you don't like, you can feel guilty that, oh, I'm not doing the 5am, you know, club and blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't have to, like, you have to do what's right for you based on your context, based on what you want Mm -hmm. and not what other people's are, are, are dictating. You know, I feel there's a way to conduct yourself as an entrepreneur, like when it comes to attending your, your time, your energy, your attention, you know, so pretty much like how you spend your time on what you spend them and managing your energy accordingly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it like, then you adapt it to your own context, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and that's a big mistake that I see all entrepreneurs do. And thanks to, you know, the Instagrams and, the, the one-sided or like, you know, the, the, they just show you one thing that they want to show you. They don't show you the big picture in the context.
1: No, no. And also it's just, it's interesting. So self-awareness is one of the things I was thinking about at the beginning of our conversation. I thought, you know, we must discuss that at some stage. And, you know, it just naturally comes into the conversation for all the reasons that we've just shared. But I'm also thinking about things like uh sometimes I think about you know, posting something on a on a social platform or in my membership group, I, I think about putting something onto Slack and then I think, oh, no, it's 11 o'clock at night. You can't do that. And, I, and I've and i more recently started to think, well, no, actually I can because firstly, people know that's how I work. And secondly, I teach them to only have notifications on as appropriate. And so at 11 o'clock at night, if they don't want to see those notifications, they shouldn't have them switched on. So the fact that I'm posting is sort of irrelevant, you know. So yeah I saw I've um rationalized it if you like to myself that that you know the what I teach actually should mean that I can post stuff anytime I like because people are only going to pull from it when they're ready to it's not me pushing it's them pulling when they're ready in the same way that I'm you know creating stuff when I'm ready and I think that's such a strong message for for people in in business
0: I think you know that's the thing. You know, entrepreneurs need to understand that they need to be be responsible for themselves. They need to lead themselves. You know, and I think this this is the starting point to everything. If you don't know how to lead yourself properly, how do you, how are you going to lead your business properly? How are you going to lead your family properly? You know, the, it's so so important, and mm. and it starts with you. So you know, a lot of people invest in a coach because they they're going to think that the coach will. Give them a secret formula on how to operate. Well, guess what? I can give you whatever formula you want. If you are not adapting that to yourself, to your context, to who you are, to what you want, and like it's the minute like you have a little bit of resistance, the thing, the whole thing breaks. Yeah. Right. And that this is just not what a coach does. A coach will guide through through your unique, you know, context.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So talk a bit about how you prioritize what you do in your days, what your days look like and, and how your sort of principles come to play for you.
0: Yeah, so the, the way we approach like this the start of the methodology is understanding the four types of entrepreneurial tasks that you're going to have. So as an entrepreneur, you're always going to be faced with different tasks in your business that whether you want it or not, you're always going to have. So the first types of task, and we we so we we um, classify that based on impact. So you know how impactful these tasks are, how important they are for your you know for the growth of your business, but also um, effort. So how much energy you're going to need to actually spend in order you know to. Uh, Perform these tasks, and so yes, you're going to have different types of tasks, but not all tasks are created equal, and that's that's the most important. So there's four types of tasks. The first ones that we um, that we really push, which are, in my opinion the most important tasks that get neglected as we get busy, are the, the what we call the rocks. So the rocks are tasks that are associated to um, projects, to innovation, to growth within your company. Um, the problem with, uh, with, with a lot of, of, um, uh, with the rocks is that as you get busy, you have another types of tasks, which are the responsive tasks, which are like take away from you performing things that really matter in your business because you get so busy. The, the thing is that you're going to have responsive tasks or, you know, uh, not responsive, reactive tasks in your rea- responsive tasks and other types of tasks, but reactive tasks because they're just the byproduct of your business operations, mm-hmm. right? So, you, you're going to, that's why you need to understand how to uh, manage them properly. So, the rocks, uh, I'm going to tell you why we call them rocks in a moment. Um, we have the reactive tasks, or so the byproducts of your business activities, which Honestly, like for a lot of people, constitute a lot of the tasks that they perform through the day as an entrepreneur. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Um, the responsive tasks, so everything that has to do with responding to different, you know, communication channels, whether it's email, DMs, um, you know, uh, project management softwares, things like that. And the four types of tasks are routines. So routines are repetitive and recurring tasks that. Are mandatory for the well-being of your company. So these are tasks that are, they're not byproducts. They're actually part of your business process. You need, you have to perform these tasks. Um, but the problem is that sometimes they just and because they're not optimized, your processes are not built properly. Uh, it's going to feel like Groundhog Day, where you know you have to do a lot of these tasks. Where if they were put into a process, optimized and, and optimized, you could delegate, outsource, automate them. A lot easier, uh, you know, more easily, and reclaim, you know, some of that time, right? So, um, yeah. But the main task, so, so the big, so back to uh, the rocks. The what reopened really my mind to it was Dr. Stephen Covey in the Seven Habits of uh, While well, the First Things First book, then the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about it in it, but it's how he was showing what are the real life priorities. And he was doing, you, you probably saw that, Joe, like the pickle jar theory, yeah. the big rocks, the small rocks in the sand. And depending on what order you put them in, you know this is what's going to dictate how much space you're going to have in your life. And because when you focus on the small things, first, let's say the sand, and you put that in your jar, you know it is going to create a layer at the bottom of the jar. Then when you attend you know the bigger the, small, the little bigger tasks, the small rocks, and then you put them in your jar. It's going to create another layer, yeah. and from there, uh, the, these two layers are going to be so thick that you're going to not going to be able to fit all the big rocks, the really important things in yeah. your life. And when I saw that 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 metaphor, I was like, "This is exactly the way I would go for. I, w- I would design a workout, for mm-hmm. example. You don't just go to the gym and do whatever exercise. There needs to be some cohesion with it, right? So first yeah. of all, you need to understand your goals. What what do you want to do? You know, and then you start creating a program. You work you know, within you know, eight weeks or 12 weeks uh, programs, let's say 12 weeks. Well, from there, I need to understand, okay, I need to tell you what you're going to train on Monday. Gonna, I need to tell you, you know, which uh, exercise, how many sets, how many reps, you know, the proper movements, things like that. I was like, this is exactly the same. You, know, you need to prioritize your work accordingly. So I use that metaphor and I've built a system for project management. With that, it's like okay. Well, I have. I know where I'm going. I understand my my big picture. Uh, I know my goals for the year. Uh, now let's look at the next 90 days and let me look into what milestones I need to uh, reach. I need to accomplish and how to get there. So the big rocks are the milestones, and then you break down into small rocks, which are bite-size actionable pieces that you're actually going to take, extract you know, from your buckets every day and work consistently on it. So, you know, the big priority of my work day is actually performing one of these small rocks. It's actually focus focusing on the work that really matters in my business. You know, the things that are is really going to move the needle and make me, you know, move forward. And when I do that, I know my business is taken care of when it comes to innovating, when it comes to growth, right? Mm-hmm. When it's done, I know I, have to, I need time to work on the routines, which is the recurring uh, tasks that keep, you know, that keep coming back in my business that are mandatory for the well-being and that I need to perform. So let's say, I don't know, you are a coach while well, you need to work on you know, attracting clients, for example. So you might need to have a routine when it comes to social media, right? Posting, uh, commenting, things like that, right? Uh, So it really depends on what your business is all about. But think about all the things that you keep doing in your business. And from there, the key to eliminate reactivity is to have a time during the day where you attend your your secondary tasks, as I call them. um, But you're limited in time and with the number of them that you can perform. If you don't do that, your list is going to be always going to be a long to-do list and you're never going to catch up. That's for sure. So you do that. And once you do that, um, the fourth types of tasks and how I organize that through my day is I have a specific time frame or time slot in my schedule where I answer emails, I answer my team's uh, messages, uh, my DMs, for example, or I look into comments into my project management uh, platform Mm -hmm. and that's it. So when I do that, I know that, hey, Everything is taken care of in my business. But what happens is that when that's all um, optimized, that opens up a lot of space. And this is the ultimate weapon as an entrepreneur. You can either take that and use that as personal time if you're more lifestyle oriented, or you can do that to build speed in your business. You know, I can actually, hey, I can maybe perform second or third small rock that day, or can I, I can do research for my... There's so many things that you can do, right? And as an entrepreneur, like, that's the thing, we love to work. So there's not going to be a shortage of things that you're going to be able to do in that time, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. And so from a sort of practical point of view, what does that look like in terms of getting that plan together and then sort of managing it on a daily basis? What sort of tools are you using to, to do that?
0: So I'm I'm a very uh, I'm a very analog guy. So mm. even though I'm 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 working, I have online businesses. My main my main tool is my 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 own planner. So the Epic Planner that we designed, which is our always my my main tool. And if it doesn't, if it's not in my planner, it doesn't exist pretty much. <laughs> so um, yeah, and I build that because you know that's the thing with online. Uh, it's so easy to like add more and more and more tools, like more shortcuts, you know, to build more capacity, but mm-hmm. having the constraint of a, of a physical product, I love that. So mm-hmm. that was the first product that we launched at Epic, the Epic the planner. And, um, so I use that to control my workload, to have, con- and, and, and knowing exactly what my quarter looks like. So it's a quarterly planner. It's good for 90 days. And now my projects are organized there. Um, my, my, my routines, and also all my, my days are planned, you know, within my, my ethic planner. And doing that, I match that with my, I use for time management. I use a classic Google calendar mm. and the Google calendar becomes actually my timeline. And so, you know, pretty much like how, how I, um, when I do things and my Epic planner is what I do. So mm-hmm. I have these both, and uh, I use I use both uh, both tools. With uh, with that, we have other tools that that we use for communication. For example, we use Twist for internal communication. Yeah. So we don't use Slack. Uh, I'm actually against Slack because of the reactive aspect of it, mm-hmm. uh, and the chat aspect of it. I feel like, for, and, and that's you know, for me, it's because my team is spread it all over the world. Uh, I need something that's more. That's that's going to be better in your talk. Um, I would say not uh, in, in in live mode, you know. So uh, yeah. a synchronous tool. Uh, so I love Twist, um, and that's pretty much everything we use. We use ClickUp for our project management platform, and that's it. Like very very simple tools.
1: And what about setting those those rocks and then breaking those down? Is that part of the planner as well? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, the, it's the main feature of the planner, yes, because what we show you, we show you how to do that, but we also have what we call buckets. So the buckets are actually where you're going to have, you know, you're going to plan those big rocks and those small rocks. So mm-hmm. within the planner, you have three buckets, so three projects that you're going to, or three parts of a project, for example, that um, you're going to be able to need to focus on. And that's a great tool for uh, load management because the problem is that if you're not proactive with the workload that you're going to have you know during the next 90 days you're pretty much opening the door to overwhelm and you know crazy work days and more tasks you know you need to understand you need to understand like how much work you can actually accomplish and how much i would say proactive work you can accomplish yeah. so we've we've studied that Like for many, many years, and we've realized that the most that someone can retake take on as an individual, as an entrepreneur, is three buckets. And the three buckets, you have four big rocks per bucket. So a big rock is a milestone, as I said. And each big rock, you need to associate a maximum of five small rocks to each uh, big rock. Mm -hmm. So that means you're going to have five small actionable, you know, five actions, maximum of five actions that you're going to be attaching to a milestone. And when you do that, when you look at it, let's say you have, so let's take the example Then you have three full buckets. We're talking four big rocks per bucket, five small rocks attached to a big rock. So yeah. that means you're going to have 60 small rocks, so 50, 60 actions to perform. But guess what? In 90 days, you have not, so per, per quarter, you have 90, 90 or 91 days.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You do take some days off. You know, there's, you're not working every day. No. And also the fact that not all these small rocks are the exact same size. Some rocks are going to take one day to accomplish. Or you can have like, you, you will be able to crush them within 60 to 90 minutes every day. Some will take you a couple of days because they're bigger, you know? So you can't, you can't just say that, Hey, you know, I, I'm going to be, I, I, I'm going to crush these three full buckets. A lot of them, we, we overestimate what we can do. And when people start using the methodology, they end up filling their buckets the first quarter, and they realize that, whoa, okay, that's a bit too much, you know, because I'm not used to, you know, working like that. I'm not yet optimized with my my routines are not optimized. The way that I react to my business, you know, is still not the best. So there needs to be a period of adaptation. And um, but it's a great tool for 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 managing you know workload and getting your workload in um in uh, in under control and also making sure that you're always working on things that matter in your business which is the most important yes
1: yeah, yeah yeah it's interesting that i think that the whole thing about attempting too much is so often what we do and, and as you've said a lot of what that is is not knowing sort of what time we have available and what the impact of all those things we've said we're going to do is. And then we just ignore it all, don't we? Because we can't get any of it done or seemingly. Exactly. So <laughs> that whole visibility piece is is so important. Mm-hmm. So so you you came from a, a a sort of athletic fitness background. How do you sort of build that into your business to have the energy to do what you do now I, I presume you haven't dropped that you didn't suddenly become a couch potato <laughs> <laughs> are,
0: you, are you talking from like me physically being yeah. still alive yeah you know well it, the, the key it obviously changed over time you know i'm not as obsessed with, with bodybuilding as i was in my early 20s yeah you know I'm, I'm pushing to my you know i'm almost 40 years old now so it's uh it's not the same but the key for me is to keep an active lifestyle you know it's it's sweat every day as i say you know it, it's just having putting that into a routine into a daily self care routine and it, actually we have that in the planner too where you know there's basics to you know human performance or or a performance as an entrepreneur that is all related to you you know and not just about being uh you know being more productive is just like the fact that you're also a human and you need to take care of yourself. That's a big part of self-leadership. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it's, it's hydration. So making sure I'm I'm properly hydrated every day and that's sounds stupid and simple, but it's actually a big problem. People don't drink enough water and that's what's causing you to get tired like that afternoon crash. It's not because you're not having your third cup of coffee that you're going to crash because you're probably not hydrated enough. So proper hydration, sweating every day. I don't need to go to the gym every day. Like, I mean, for me, it's, it's like, like, I probably train now three times a week, but I also play hockey. Um, ice hockey twice. I'm mean, Canadian. Obviously is what we do. <laughs> so, <laughs> we are born with skates yes. and, a stick and a hockey stick. So, um, I, I play, I play hockey uh, twice mm-hmm. a week and, um, I, I, try to stay active, you know, go for, for walks with the kids, with my wife we go snowshoeing in the winter. I mean, we do, you know, I go fishing. So things that keep me active, because obviously I work online. So, you know, a lot of my days are, you know, I'm sitting uh, for me multiple hours per day. Uh, So I need to keep that active, Uh, trying to have also a good nutrition. Uh, Obviously, when you have kids, uh, you know, I'm not eating the same things that I used to as a when I was, you know, more a competitive, you know, fitness athlete. But yeah. now nice it's to finding, you know, making sure that a very, very limited number of bad food enters the house. We're very proactive with our meals. We develop systems to cook and 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 prepare all that. Um mm-hmm. doing that, and also taking care now of my my mental health too, you know. So journaling. Um, meditation well meditation journaling I, I kind of put that into the same category in some ways where it's more time of reflection with yourself and also I practice gratitude daily so you know mm-hmm. coming back to the essential of you know why I do things and what I have right now as well that that is easy to lose track when you become busy so you know reminding yourself that every day it's been yeah. you know the i think it's it's like vitamins for your vitamins for your uh for your brain you know mm. or vitamins that you would say in the uk my buddy andy from london always said we, we used to when he was working with me so uh i'd buy optimizers uh, we, i always say vitamins and andy was saying vitamins, vitamins. and that was that was always the best we had a good laugh with that
1: lovely and what about um learning and improving developing yourself it's clearly something you've done you know forever how do you do that currently
0: developing myself you mean as as a as a person or as a a, a,
1: person as an entrepreneur as a business owner
0: yeah you know um the big part is never to stop learning. Like for me, the key is like, I'm not a learn. That's funny because I read a book. I I wrote a book, but I'm not an avid reader. For example, It's not the way I work. I love being part of masterminds, for example. So having a peer group of, 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 of entrepreneurs, of, of higher level people like that are smarter than me, who are more advanced than me and that I can learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I love being part of that, like having, like discovering new things and, yeah. you know, always, always trying new stuff. You know, for me, it's always about doing more than actually like reading or I'm more of a man. Like I say, I learn by doing. So I'm trying to get exposed to as many things as I can and learning that way. I'm a very organic, uh, organic uh, learner. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. mostly the way I do that. Um, and, you know honestly i don't, I wish I had a formula for you, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think you know I, I try to live to the fullest you know I try to practice what I preach yeah. um, being present, you know being grateful um mm-hmm. understanding myself you know as much as I can sometimes I mean you know I've done uh consulted the therapists as well before, not because i like not because like oh shoot, I'm you know burnt out and uh and depressed, I need a therapist just because, like, sometimes they ask questions that you don't ask yourself. Oh, so having uh, having people like that, I work with coaches who are very from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had the coach for many years, actually Clayton, who uh, not a co- not really a coach; it's more like a pretty much a person I I I, I paid to talk to, kind of. <laughs> more of a guy, but he was like he's he he worked with Doctor Stephen Hawkins' techniques of. Um, uh, uh, the scale of consciousness and right. and, mu- and uh, muscle testing and things like that, and uh-huh. that was great for like where he would lead conversations and the things that I would discover about myself just by talking about them, about calibrating them. That's what he was doing, and yeah. it just keeping a curious mind. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that word, curious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So last couple of questions. What about those days where it all goes horribly wrong? How do you deal with those days?
0: Oh, well, you know, first of all, I got to say, and that's funny because I had that conversation with someone yesterday. We all have them. And more often that you can, that, that people would think, you know, for example, you would read my book and say, oh, Dave has it all figured out. Well, guess what? I still have a lot of shit days (laughs) and it happens all the time for many reasons. You know, it could be that you're tired. It could be that you are stressed. It could be that, I mean, for various reasons. And, you know, I always go back. So the key is always self-awareness is understanding, okay, why is that happening? You know, so for me, I'm like, okay, well, do I have control of it or not? You know, if I have control over it, it's like, what can I do just to make it better? If I don't have control over it, it's understanding that, yes, it sucks. I react to it. I react emotionally to it. I don't have control over it. There's nothing you can do, buddy. You know what I mean? But the things that you have control over, uh, every week, for example, I have a weekly review and that's part actually of the planner. When you look at your week and you evaluate what went well, what didn't go as well, so the challenges you had, and How, what you're going to be doing the next week in order to make it better. And also, you rank your, it's called the self awareness scorecard, and it's basic. You know, it's a pretty much you're going to rank on on, from one to five how you felt that week. So, uh, do you feel productive? Do you feel clear? How was your energy levels? Are you satisfied with your week? And if you see that you're like scoring low on these, like understanding, okay, why, why am I, what, why did I feel I was like two out of five on energy? What happened? Mm. Well, you know, the baby didn't sleep so well, and I had only three hours of sleep for two days, and that <laughs> kind of messed up my sleeping pattern. Yeah. Okay, do you have control over it? So parts, yes, parts, no. No, so what you can do, the thing you can do is maybe look with your partner and say, okay, well, we're, we're going to do a schedule where you know i'm going to be sleeping i'm going to put ear (laughs) i'm going to put earplugs and you're going to be responsible for that night and we're going to alternate so we can all have you know but a good night's sleep but you cannot you know there's no button off button on a baby (laughs) you know what i mean so you don't control that that,
1: you've you've learned that have you
0: (laughs) but when it happens you know like you know hey i'm happy that i have a baby that's crying I have I I do have a baby you know I have a a live kid and it's just bringing back to to that and makes you understand that everything's there's a bigger picture to everything you know and sometimes we just get bugged down into the small details of things and we react emotionally to it and you have to acknowledge these emotions but not understanding why Mm -hmm. you know you have these types of emotions is there triggers is there like why are emotionally attached something like that And it's, it's part of the self-awareness process and it's never going to stop. That's the beauty of it. That's what I find great that you never, you always learn to know yourself even more every day and you're going to die. And there's still going to be a lot of things you don't know about yourself. Yeah. I think think that's great. I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you. And the last question then, what about those days where you get to live more? And that's where I describe it as getting to do more of the things that you want to do, less of the stuff Mm. that you don't want to do. What do Mm -hmm. those days look like for you?
0: I, I like that question. Um, a good day for me is a day when I had a lot of time of reflection. I had time to think. When I have time to think, this is when good things happen. When I'm too busy and I'm too much into doing, this is when I realize that you know I'm not living as much. So for me, it's understanding where my superpower is mm-hmm. um, or, or what my super. What, what my power zone is, what are the two, three things that I'm really good at that I want to do more of. And that makes me feel good. And when I do that, good things happen. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it always involves a lot of thinking. Uh, it, it involves some kind of hockey. <laughs> 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 I love hockey. I'm a passionate guy. I, 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 I absolutely like obsessed with hockey and I yeah. love playing hockey. Uh, I love uh, I, I love watching hockey. I'm a devoted Montreal Canadiens fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think for you guys in the UK, it's probably the same with soccer. You know, you have the Arsenal and the Manchester United super fans, and you know, yeah. you have you have these sports where you know people are very passionate about them, right?
1: Yes, yeah. Uh,
0: but um, yeah, so it involves that. It involves family, uh, obviously. It involves a lot, you know, time, close time with my wife. Close time with my daughters, lots of hugs and kisses. That's my love language. So you know, when mm-hmm. I have that, I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, my wife is gifts. So you would ask her and be like, "When I receive some nice gifts from my husband?" <laughs> 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 yeah. But um, yeah, for me, it's that being with my daughters and yeah. enjoying what I have.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I, the more and we talked a little bit about it, Joe. Like before, before this, uh, we started recording. But you know what, COVID brought up was that we're we're so blessed and we have things in front of us that and I mean I'm I'm talking personally I know where you know I'm I'm grateful for that but it's understanding that I'm a privileged guy. I live in like in a wooded area here I have you know quite a bit of land and I live in a nice house we're healthy um you know I have a river that I can fish in right there. Um, I, can, I can do, like, there's so much greatness around, mm. you know, and, and, and it doesn't involve, you know, any, any financial situation or anything. It's just when I can, I, I can appreciate what I have, it's a great day. Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. I live more when I appreciate what I have big mm. time.
1: Mm, lovely thank you dave it's been really good talking to you today tell people how they can find out more about you and get in contact
0: yeah so you can uh check me out DaveRuel.com. ruel.com so d-a-v-e r-u-e-l.com you can check out our uh, company website ethic so ethic.co e-f-f-i-c.co um if you want uh i think you're gonna have some links as well because we're gonna have some uh uh, you can have a free copy. So Joe, your uh, viewers can have a free copy of the, your listeners. sorry yes. you can have a free copy of the done by noon book. So yeah. uh, I think Joey, Joe, Joey set you up with a special link so they yeah. can get that.
1: Yeah, uh, so
0: great. if you look in the show notes, yeah. uh, go check yeah. it out. And uh, yeah, you know, hit me up on, on Instagram, say hi, go follow me. I'm, I'm pretty active there. I always reply to every single message. So don't hesitate. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, you can reach me pretty easily.
1: <laughs> That's good, good to know. So thank you so much, Dave. It's been
2: really interesting talking to you today. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Attention home-based coaches and consultants. Are you stuck and not getting stuff done? Do you wish you were more organized and have more time to live more? Consider joining the Power to Live More Calm Gold membership to support you in running a home-based coaching or consulting business. You get access to our supportive community including weekly zoom calls, accountability, learning materials teaching you online marketing, audience building, income generating and all sorts of other things you need to run your home-based business with ease along with materials like templates, checklists and planners to keep you motivated, organized and productive. It's time to join the power to live more calm gold membership. Use the code My one trial to get the first month for one pound, and it's just £37 a month after that, with no obligation to stick around. You can cancel any time. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to to powertolivemore.com
1: forward slash, in this case, 213, then you'll find them there. And this week, I want to talk to you about managing anxiety. The theme for this month, you'll remember, is self care, and the topic for this week is managing anxiety. And at the Gold Members Call on Monday, we talked about some strategies to enable you to do that. And I started by talking about an article that I read on Lifehacker, which talked about how you can reframe stress and anxiety into productivity. And we were talking about how when our brain is stressed, the chemical noradrenaline is released. And it's one of those chemicals that's a bit odd in that it increases the sort of alertness in your brain and helps with things like vigilance and focus and attention. But if you have too much of it, then it can cause issues around anxiety and so on. So you've probably thought in the past about the fact that you do need a certain element of stress in order to perform well. Um, But you also know that too much stress works in the opposite way. And in fact, in the article, it talks about um, finding the Goldilocks zone of noradrenaline, (laughs) Uh, the just right zone. So we've talked in other weeks about self-care tips and how to keep yourself healthy and well and energised and what we particularly ended up talking about on the call this week with Dr Marilyn Pointer, who's one of the members who specialises actually in managing anxiety. We talked about some strategies that Marilyn uses with her clients in order to help them to get into a very relaxed state using some hypnosis techniques to go back and work out where... Anxiety has come from, and therefore work on ways to relieve that in the future. But she also did talk about if you have really serious anxiety, how important it is to go to a professional to help you to reduce that anxiety and um, help you to sort of move forwards. So we talked about all sorts of strategies around, you know, relaxation and self care. As I say, Marilyn talked about hypnosis and those sorts of. Interventions that professionals can help you with, and then also about how there are more sort of in depth interventions, if you like, for uh, things like PTSD and some of the, the really high level anxiety issues. So, my question to you is what are you doing to reduce your stress levels whilst also keeping them high enough to help you to perform well? And just to say that that article I read on Life Hacker was uh, talking about the work that has been done by ian robertson who released a book in 2017 called the stress test how pressure can make you stronger and sharper so that might be a resource that might be of interest to you again the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 213 and we look forward to speaking to you next week
0: use your power to live more